You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, so let's start off with Mr. JJ. Since I just did... Joe the janitor. I thought it'd be kind of fun to do that thing call in the style of Tom Austin. I'm not going to do any other, just, just Tom Austin. All right. So, Ryan, candy bars, right? There's so many, so many good ones. The classics, right. like right. the uh, Reese's Take Five, <laughs> White Chocolate, Milky Way, Three Musketeers. Hey. So, my question to you is if you were going to invent a brand new candy bar, <laughs> That's a perfect. <laughs> There's that twist. What celebrity would you pair with <laughs> to market that candy bar to the public? <laughs> the double twist. All right, that's my attempt at oh. doing the the question that like, you think you know where it's going, yep. and then it just ve- yep. veers off into like you're totally unprepared to answer it because it's just not where your head was going to be. But uh, all love to Tom Austin. Love that guy. And his questions. Keep them coming, Tom. Um, it's not a serious question, but I'll give a semi-serious answer. Uh, my candy bar would be a uh, bacon candy bar. Not because I'm an actual huge fan of that, but it just seems like something that needs to be on the market. Plus, not enough meat-flavored candy bars. Probably for good reason, but shut up. So it's an actual strip of bacon covered in who gives a crap. And to market it, mm, Snacks Harrison. All right. Hey, Ryan, it's Chris from Green Bay. Hey. Love the pod. Um, I'm just calling in because I have some sad news. Um, one of my buddies, he married a Bears fan. Ooh. Like a, She's kind of a hardcore Bears fan. And I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of getting into the Bears and kind of supporting them. And I'm like, I cannot believe the words that are coming out of his mouth. What kind of friends do you have, dude? Jeez. I sent him some of, some of your podcasts. My time favorite was the one where the Bears had the lowest performance score to ever win a game. Mm. Uh, so I sent him that. No response from him. But if there's anything I can do to help, you know, keep him on our side, that'd be great. And then uh, a couple of other real quick things. Um, I love your t-shirt idea for the draft. I'm sold. You got, I'll, I'll order one. And then, um, if you do go to the draft or come to a Packer game, one restaurant no one really talks about is uh, the Drift Inn. Uh, it's kind, it's not necessarily in the Titletown district, but it is close by. They have the best chili in the world. Nice. They got to get that, uh, sign out there, um, on their building, but Drift Inn. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. 
Um, but you have yourself a good one. I just had a voice that I'm researching for the theme song. Okay. I'll find one. We'll get there. Go, Pat. Go. Chris out. All right. Some free pub for the drift in. Um, about your friend, I you know, I understand that when you get married, you can't help but change. You know what I mean? In fact, at least in my experience, the first few years, like, like, you know, you got the honeymoon period. Then after that, things get really hard. You know why? Because you're two different people and you don't want to change and you just hope the other person changes and you don't have to. And you're constantly trying to get the other person to change while you don't. And it's just button heads with somebody that annoys the crap out of you. Now, eventually, you two start to change into this thing that uh, starts to like each other. I mean, just get along and don't fight anymore, and it's kind of crazy. But there are some things that are off limits, right? I would encourage anybody who gets married to accept the fact that you're going to have to change some stuff. But nobody was ever going to take the Packers away from me, and under no circumstances would I ever, ever, ever change into a Bears fan. There are certain terms for guys like your friend, and I don't, I only know the one term and I can't say it on the podcast, but let's just say they are way too obsessed and way too willing to do whatever their partner says. And this happens for men and women. I would tell your friend he needs to get a backbone because he's not just suddenly uh, realizing the merits of the Chicago Bears. He's under a spell. There are no merits for the Chicago Bears. They're a garbage, putrid organization. They are the antithesis of all things that are good. I would be, I'm, I'm curious whether this marriage was legit or if potentially he was not in his right mind when he said yes, because it sounds like he is under a spell. I hope she's a great lady, but when you start seeing your friends give up things like their sports team that they've been rooting for their entire team, you know, you start seeing a dude become like a vegan Oh, actually, you know, I've heard some good things about the health benefit. Okay, nope, get him away from her. Astrology, stuff like that. Oh, no, I actually think, like, there's some stuff to... Nope, he's under a spell. Get him out of there. Get him out, lock him in your basement, turn on a Packer game, cook him a steak, give him a beer, and don't let him leave the basement until he comes out of his spell. At this point, though, they're married. I think you just lost your friend. I'm sorry, it's too late. You should have seen the signs beforehand. I, I wish him the best. I hope that she is a good master. And uh, that's all I can say. Because she is now walking your friend around on a leash. Hopefully, just metaphorically. But I, I can make no promises to you. So I am very sorry for your loss. Hey, Ryan. It's Craig from Indianapolis. Hey, Craig. Haven't called in weeks just because you have such a backlog. I was uh, just wanting to help you clear that up. So yeah. um, continue to listen to the podcast and also... Uh, the Packer Net After Dark. Um, thanks again for all you do for that. Uh, a couple of things. One is I'm very stoked about the um, Packers hosting the draft in 2025. I do plan on being there. I know you talked about uh, some of your um, listeners or Patreon members wearing uh, a, a stupid button or something, but yeah. my suggestion would be for anyone going to go get a uh, Packernet After Dark uh, t-shirt, and um, if uh, we're wearing those, you'll, you'll, you'll know who your posse is. I, my first thought was t-shirt, but then I just thought, not everybody's going to want to buy a t-shirt, so I was trying to think of cheaper things that you could do 
something that everybody could do that you know if you don't want to drop twenty dollars on a t-shirt or whatever you could still identify with the crew i mean a button you'd probably still have to pay for but it's like what could everybody just do that's why i thought like i don't know if you had like a lime green shirt or just some kind of a color that like not just like a white shirt well half the people there are gonna well not half but you know what i mean like there's got to be some kind of an identifier ideally free because then there's no excuse for anybody not to do it and there'd just be a sea of people with it um but i don't know what that would be but you're right i mean obviously a packernet after any sort of packernet sort of gear would be fantastic in fact what i could do is just put everything on sale and just be like it's as cheap as i could possibly get it it's at cost so that i make nothing still gonna cost you a decent chunk um and and that's the best i can do Please get something and wear it on the draft. But that's the other thing is who's going to want to wear that? You know, people want to wear their jerseys. They want to do other. That's the other benefit of like a button or something is you can wear whatever jersey you want and just have this as an accompaniment. You know, people want to wear their Packers hat. They want to wear their Packers jerseys. Maybe I need to get some uh, dedicated pants. You know, I don't think most people care about like I got to wear my Packers jeans. Like that's not a thing. Maybe Packers shoes. But we get some kind of like pants going, you know. Wear some blue sweatpants. <laughs> Just look like straight up trash. But we'll know, you know? Or green sweatpants. Maybe get some Thomas Austin underwear and you wear it on the outside. That'll definitely stand out. I don't know. We're just we're just spitballing here. Uh, but that was my thought process behind the button or something like it as opposed to a t-shirt. Because the vast, vast, vast majority of the people listening are not going to buy a t-shirt. Right? If, if 5,000 people listen... Four people are going to buy a T-shirt. That's the reason why I didn't really care for that idea. Um, so uh, not only does that help uh, T-shirt sales, but uh, it's also another quick way to identify uh, your listeners and good uh, advertising for the Becker podcast. So I couldn't remember if you mentioned that before or not, but I will be wearing mine. That's my plan. Nice. Uh, so hope to see you there. Hope to see some other guys there. You and three others. It would be awesome uh, to finally meet people. Uh, maybe we can coordinate a, uh, a get-together. Uh, on another note, I know everyone's saying there's no way in heck we would ever be able to host a Super Bowl. Um, and I understand, I think I heard recently, we're like 35,000 uh, hotel rooms short, so maybe that's going to be the big issue. I think the other issue is obviously weather, but they have had them in cold-weather cities before. Sometimes they're in domes, like in Minnesota back in 18, uh, Indianapolis uh, 2012. Um Actually, I was at uh, the Indy one. I didn't go to the game, but it was in the area. And uh, the weather, actually, it was a heat wave, so it was uh, better than Dallas the year before. Um, and uh, what else have we had? We've had uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, and that's an open stadium, I believe. Uh, that was in 2014. So it's been done um, as far as weather-wise. Um, you know, any, you know, I just wondered if we kicked butt on the uh, draft, if we'd have any kind of shot down the road, if it's just an awesome experience for the NFL and, and the fans and everything else. But probably not, but that would be cool too. But looking forward to the draft. Keep up the good work. Bye. Yeah, I think the Packers have done everything in their power um, to crush those dreams because it's, it's a dream that will never die. And as much as I say it and as much as uh, Mark Murphy says it and everybody else I saw recently, uh, what the heck is that guy's name? Um, old Packers executive that just constantly is hanging around and just giving his opinions on stuff. I can't get Albert Breer out of my head. I have no idea why. Uh, Brandt, not Kyle the other one. Man, I thought if I saw his last name, that would, that would help. And I knew it was the same last name as Kyle Brandt. 
Still not helping. I can't get there. Anyways, Brant just recently came out and he's like, there's no way. It'll never, ever, 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 ever happen. It's never going to happen. Ever. And we all try to rationalize. Well, maybe. I mean, they're building out and who knows? They can keep building in 10, 15, 50 years or something. But again, with Murphy and everybody else saying, it's just stop it because it's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. I'm inclined to believe it. Now, again, I, I do wonder about technological advances and how that's going to impact certain things, but we don't need to go down that road. Hey, Ryan, just listen to Steve up the last Just listening to uh, you going on about the uh, new kickoff rule, and I agree. It's, it's, it's just stupid. It's just ridiculous. Like you said, they're, they're grown men. They know what they're getting into. They know what they're doing, and this has always been a part of the game. And... All the things that you said about it, I look at it how it really changes the structure of a football game. You can't pin a team deep then. You know, if you if you kick the ball away, of course they're going to try to catch it. You know, you get mad, you watch your player out there, your kickoff you know, returner, and he's sitting at the five-yard line. You're like, get out of there. Don't catch that. Don't catch that. Let that try to go into the end zone and get, you know, touchback so we can get it out to 25. Now they're going to try to catch it at the one. Because if they fair catch it at the one, it goes to the 25. Well, you can't pin a team deep. You know, the whole concept of playing field position and making your team have to drive a longer field disappears. We're not playing on a 100-yard field anymore. We're playing on a 75-yard field. It's, it's a dumb rule. they they got to quit messing with the little details like that because it, it just warps everything. Like you were saying, you know, defenses can't play anymore because they won't let a defense play because they're worried about somebody getting hurt. All right, defenses have to learn to adjust to it, but it's still there's always all these little ticky-tacky penalties on the defense that we all agree are dumb. You know, the the one in the, in the playoff game from King when he pulled the jersey a little bit. Yes, okay, I'm not arguing whether or not it was a penalty. It's a penalty, but it was a pretty ticky-tacky one. Because they hadn't called anything like that the whole game. And all of a sudden, there's an issue. And this will be the same. This is just creating a massive issue. You know, you're you're right. Goodell's being too cautious and trying to to play up to people who really don't matter. (laughs) Not the ones driving the revenue for the sport. You know, worried about moms not letting their kids play. Guess what? There's a dad there. And the dad might argue with mom and say, no, I want him to play. (laughs) <laughs> you know, this is what it is, is what we do. Okay, we won't have him play football, but we'll turn him into a construction worker, and he can go work in high-rise buildings where he can get seriously injured because construction workers get injured just as much as not more often than football players. And they don't get football player money. So, you know, they just, they just got to get off of themselves and, and, and let the game be the game. So, all right, I'm done complaining. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah, obviously I agree, since you're agreeing with what I agree with, because you agree with what I agree with. Um, But I I guess the only thing that gives me hope is to have faith that the teams will find ways to make it creative with the squib kicks or whatever. But the problem is, the NFL is not going to let you do that, right? Again, this this is the same thing that you see, like for example, with government or anything else. When when they come out with a regulation, what happens? Everybody adapts. And they adapt in a way that you don't want. And so then they have to create something else to make you stop doing that. Because they don't want you to change. They want you to keep doing things exactly the way that you're doing it. 
and then we add a rule, and then everything's fixed. That's how they come up with all these these ridiculous calculations. Well, we're going to reduce concussions by 25%. Yeah, you're assuming that nothing changes, that they don't play differently as a result of your rule. It's like, you know, there, there's water in a glass, and we want to raise the water level. So what do we do? We add something to the water. Well, there you go. That'll raise the water level. So just get a, a rock big enough to raise the water level as much as we want. What are you not accounting for? The water splashing over the side and you lose water. Just a random example that I came up with. But again, you don't account for the effects that happen after, right? You can't hit a guy high. So what happens? Everybody hits a guy low. And now you start to see everybody get hit low and you see a bunch of knee issues and everything else. So what do they do? Can't hit a guy low. Well, now you're just an idiot. <laughs> Gotta hit him in the belly button only. Because I don't know if you noticed, but hitting a guy directly in the chest isn't exactly the greatest thing either. I'm actually, can be, to be honest, I mean, maybe it's just because they realize you, you, the only thing left to target is the chest, but I'm a little surprised that they didn't actually come out with some kind of a rule that says you can't just hit somebody blunt force trauma straight in the heart, but they're going to leave that rule, despite the fact that it could actually kill somebody. It is what it is, right? It's a risk we're willing to take. Because, again, that's how things work. At some point, you have to be willing to risk some risk which is why this whole thing is fake to begin with. It's all about optics. But yes, I'm hopeful that they can make some changes, but if those changes include um, the returns not going down, they're just going to make changes because they're not going to allow you to make a, a you know, to, to adapt. Because they're not actually changing rules for the sake of rules that make sense. They're just trying to get an outcome. And if you're finding ways around my rule so that you can keep the same outcome, we're just going to create new and more rules. And that's where you start to see certain things really start to spiral. Rules on top of rules on top of rules on top of rules on top of rules. And it's like, this is just stupid. Hey, Thacker, dude. Hey. Um, thinking about the draft again. Uh, sorry, Rico, by the way. Suck. Um, draft. I've streamed the thing, but we're going to win. I know you're going. I'm sure JJ is going. I'm sure Clayton Bigsfield you probably get Thomas Austin out of his hole. Joe the janitor. I don't know. Hop on a broom, buddy. Harry Potter does it. I think we should all get together down there and have an in-person watch party. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't want to meet me. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow. Happy Memorial Day. Um, thinking about everybody out there. Whew. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the plan. We're hoping, um, you know, I mean, it's a long way away, but we're hoping that this is kind of a thing that other callers want to tune into, you know, as in show up. But uh, you're certainly welcome. You don't have to worry about it. Like, like I said, it would be great if... I mean, th th here's the bad part, though. You're going to have to wear a shirt that says Bramble because that's how people will remember you. So, I, I, you don't have to, but it would just be, you know, immediately everyone's like, oh, dude, that's Bramble from the show. Hey, Becky. Starship Troopers. Action movie, horror, or comedy. Let me give you thoughts. Starship Troopers. 
I don't know if I've seen that. Um, if I did, it was a very long time ago because that movie's from 97. I may have seen it like when it came out. I don't know. Um, kind of just makes me think of uh, the song from Yes, but uh, it's Starship Trooper. But that was 1971, so I think Yes wins. Y'all know what's up. Um, all right. Did I answer the question? No, I didn't. Uh, I have no idea. My, my assumption was action movie, but I guess I don't know. I'd have to watch it and find out. Let's see. It says uh, Starship Troopers is a 1997 American science fiction action film. So there you go. I will defer to Wikipedia on that one. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, Friday afternoon, just finished listening to the podcast where you rant about the new NFL kickoff rule, and I couldn't agree more with uh, 99% that you said. I think uh, Goodell is a is a little bit of a, a douche. Um, <laughs> yes. I would love to see someone else replace him. Uh, but I want to take uh, a moment to say that I take extreme umbrage when you were saying that if NFL players didn't like their job, they can go be a mailman. Are you freaking kidding me, Ryan? <laughs> it was the first thing that came to my head, okay? I, I didn't want to say janitor because Joe the janitor would get mad at me. I've, I've used car salesman a thousand times, so I wanted to say something original. And mailman was the first. You should be honored, okay? They're, you're at the front of my mind because I think about you guys all the time, all right? It wasn't a, necessarily a slight unless you think, you know, not necessarily being on the same tier as an NFL football player is a slight, which you shouldn't because... None of us are. All right? Man, fucking on eggshells with you people. Being a mailman is one of the most grueling physical jobs there is. And I know Brian will back me up on this. My Garmin Connect shows that in a year, I will amass nearly 5 million steps, which equals almost to 3,000 miles in one year. I've been doing this since 91. Do the math. I walk in 110 degree heat indexes during the summer with humidity. I walk in 12 inches of snow. Uphill both ways. I know, Garrett. A gazillion times during the winter. It, it does snow down here in Southern Illinois. Um, being a mailman is grueling. It is a tough, tough job. So if you're going to tell the NFL players they don't, they don't like their physical job. Tell them to go do something sitting behind a desk. Not not a job that somebody blue collar worker is working outside. So I take extreme umbrage with that. I love you to death, Ryan, but don't uh, don't uh, belittle us uh, blue collar guys that are out here beating the beat every day, walking the beat, and uh, keeping uh, the wheels of America rolling. So have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, here's to 2025, six inches of snow during the draft so that uh, people can throw snowballs at Goodell every time he walks up to the stand. I'm out. So, first of all, Gary, you know I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I'm probably more likely to say it than I w was before. But um, that aside, I, I do have an interesting uh, side note on that. There are some mail carriers on my wife's side, including my mother-in-law, uh, my wife's mom. Um, but my 
wife's uncle is also a mail carrier down in Florida. So, you know, 60 billion degree heat. Craziest thing I've heard, because I have heard that, and don't mean to disparage your employer here, but I have heard some not great things about how you all get, uh, you know, treated and whatnot. Um, maybe depends what department you're in or whatever. There was a hurricane down in Florida, and apparently he still had to deliver the mail. So, <laughs> just st- the ma- the mail don't stop apparently even amidst a hurricane. So, uh, yeah, I have heard um, some stuff, and I do know that it can be pretty rough. You know, for example, driving around in a mail truck that doesn't have heat in winter and things like that. So, but still, freaking calm down, Nancy. All right, how about that? Hey, what's going on? This is what my father, how y'all doing? Uh, still catching up on the podcast. We're almost there. Uh, so I heard a call from Steve, and it made me think, like, man, can I live in Alaska? Like yeah. Steve, like, I don't really like... It's like the darkness retreat. Like, could I do it? I mean, I'm I'm fine with someone. I don't mind the cold, but I don't know if I can deal with that whole five days of daylight. Right. And then it made me think of, if you actually saw... Or if anybody actually saw the movie uh, 30 Days of Night, it actually has to do with people living in Alaska. And then I guess they have a time a year, maybe Steve could talk about it, where there's no light, like, for a long period of time. Like, you know, for, I, don't know, I guess it's 30 Days, what name of the movie. Um, and vampires are just one and wild 24-7, 365. Well, I guess not really 365, but... 24-7, they're out for the whole time, where the sun is not visible. Um, so I just wondering if you ever saw that movie. Uh, I actually like it. It's one of, probably one of my favorite vampire movies. Not in my top five, but it's in the top ten. The ending kind of was a, a small letdown, but throughout the movie, I enjoyed it. So I just wondering if you or Steve saw that movie. And my next question would be... So I haven't seen it, but it's kind of jogging my memory. Maybe it's a different movie, but I do remember there was a movie that was based on the darkness period in, in Alaska and whatnot. Or I don't know for sure if it was Alaska, but it, it had to do with that. For all I know, it's freaking Sweden or something. But um, yeah, I think that would actually be harder for me. Uh, I know it would probably suck to have daylight 24 seven um, as far as sleeping and not knowing what time it is and all that stuff. But I just, I think the dark would be harder and I don't know if I could do that, especially since dark and cold is just miserable, dude. I hate dark and cold. It's just the worst thing ever. There's just, there's, there's just no hope. You can't see everything hurts. It's not good. And then you're talking about deep snow and, Oh, it's just, it's not fun. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind, it's one of those things that I think most of us could probably do for a short period. Any of us could survive a lot of... Like, if we went to experience it, like, if you're gearing up, like, I'm going to see if I'm going to do 30 days in the darkness. It would be miserable, but it would be like, oh, I did it, I survived. Uh. It's not that big of a deal to do it the one time. It's the fact that you live there, and it's just a part of your life that you're going to have to endure again. And then it's not like it gets that much better when the sun comes out, Right? And then you're going to have the whole tons of daylight thing, and that's not fun. And then you're just going to have to do it all again next year, right? Again, it's like, it's, it's, it's like living in Wisconsin. It's not a big deal, the cold in a, in a... Like, if I was in Florida and I had to step through a door, and it was like freezing cold, and like, all right, bundle up, it's cold, and you go out there, but it'd be kind of enjoyable. Like, ah, look at the snow, and it's crazy, and it's cold. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, a little chilly out here. But then I get to run back through the door, and I'm in Florida. It's not a big deal. It's just that it won't go away, you know? 
It's like having an annoying neighbor. Like, at first, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, how you doing? And then after, like, years, it's like, dude, shut up. And then every little thing they do, even if it's not that big of like somebody comes over for the first time and your neighbor knocks on your door and you just lose it. And they're like, dude, what is your problem? Like, you don't understand. It's every day. It won't shut up. So that that's that's the big difference. Can you do 30 days? Probably. We, we can do 30 days. We, me and you, we'll pack up. We'll head out there. We'll do it. But living out there knowing that this is just my life forever. And when it ends, it's just going to come back around and it's going to outlast me. It'll literally be here until I die. I can't deal with that. That's, no, I'm not doing that. It's like, what's the last horror movie you've seen? And tell me if you liked it. And then my third and final question. The last horror movie I saw, what was it? Because I know I watched some since your DVDs. I did watch Smile. That wasn't the last one, I don't think. That was okay. It was fine. I mean, it's one of those things where the concept of it is kind of, uh, the best, like, if you saw the previews for it, you kind of saw the best. You know what I mean? Oh, I actually, I know what it was. I went back and watched, um, that movie that I said that I liked, Paranormal Activity. Because I remembered, I had mentioned several times that, like, that's my kind of style of horror movie, and it was. I was actually surprised how, I'm not going to say bad it was, but how it just was not as good as I remembered. <laughs> Granted, it's a little bit older, but still, I was a grown adult when that came out, and I remember watching it, it had somewhat of a Blair Witch effect, where it was like, dude, is this real? And then I went back and watched it, I'm like, this is the cheesiest crap. Like, the acting was just not very good. It was fine, I mean, as far as horror movies go, the acting was fine, but it, it definitely, there was no question it was fake. I'm trying to see if there's a way to, like, look at my history. Hmm, guess not. That's the last one I remember. I watched Paranormal Activity, and um, I, was, I was actually kind of disappointed, to be honest. It was pretty good. From the standpoint of like it, you know, again, it is kind of my style, but there were certain things in it that I was like, nah, I wish it didn't have that. Would be, did you ever watch Train to Busan and did you <laughs> enjoy it or were your thoughts on it? No, I know you don't I like subtitle movies, so I put the dub version in there, so hopefully you watch that one. So anyway, all right, go pack, go, and I'll call back when I get caught up in some Packer questions. Bye. I've not seen Train to Busan. I have not seen it. Oh, it looks like I can... I didn't... Did I know that I could watch it already on Amazon? Turns out I can watch it on Amazon. So I will have this queued up. I'll set it over to the side. And um, when I get a chance, I will check it out. I, I, I got to tell you, though, the expectations are through the roof. Because the amount of people that are knocking at my door, asking if I've watched it yet, uh, it's got to be pretty good, I would assume. Uh, actually, why don't we go ahead and take a break? I didn't see the time kind of got away from me there. We'll take a break. We'll come back and see what 1265 fan has to say. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan. Tall 65 fan. So I'm walking home from work, listening to After Dark from yesterday, and came across Dave Vott's call, and I had to pause it just to call you. So Dave Vott said something that kind of hit me, and um, one of the things was when he was talking about how happy Aaron was at his little press conference in OTAs with the Jets, and I was kind of like, why weren't you ever that happy with us? Well... Give Aaron 18 years with the Jets, then he's going to go oh, yeah. down the same rabbit hole. I, I, I hate to tell you, it ain't going to take 18 years being a Jet before he starts to get frustrated with the team, the ownership, and all that kind of stuff. So you're right. It, there is probably that newness kind of thing, new relationship, honeymoon stage. We'll see if he gets through the first year without throwing you know, temper tantrums. Because believe me, he was very happy when he started as the Packers' starting quarterback, yeah. he was absolutely happy. Things changed over the years. So all we remember is the most recent pass. Just kind of keep that under your hat, and uh, let's see what happens with the Jets this year. Who knows? Maybe they won't even be that good. There you go. We don't know. Just because they have Rodgers doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Super Bowl right away. They could, but it's not because of him. And speaking of that, the Super Bowls, so I know it's not a quarterback staff, Super Bowl wins, but I just wanted to bring one thing up because Dave also mentioned we are the second most spoiled fans in the NFL next to the Patriots, and the Patriots had Tom Brady. So what is Tom Brady's legacy? Well, to me, Tom Brady's legacy was all the Super Bowls, and he really knew he really knew how to pick up his teammates and make them play to the best of their ability. And I know that sounds weird, but it's true. He goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl, and he brought up the play of all of his teammates around him. That was what he was best at. And that is one thing Aaron Rodgers is not good at. He's terrible at that. He does not bring up his teammates. Actually, I would say maybe conversely, he brings them down. Because if they do something he doesn't like, what does he do? 
Well, that's not the way it's going to be. So anyway, those are the takes I took from Dave Bot. Okay. Running out of breath. Trying to walk up a hill. Talk on the phone. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point because Super Bowls and winning in itself are not quarterback stats. But the only reason that statement is true is because it's not 100% up to the quarterback. In other words, it's possible that a really good quarterback doesn't win Super Bowls depending on the situation. It's possible that a somewhat substandard, I'm not even going to say bad, somewhat substandard quarterback wins a Super Bowl depending on what's going on around him. But I, But we shouldn't mistake that you know, statement as to say that there's no correlation between Super Bowls and how good a quarterback is. Because you're absolutely right in that Tom Brady is the biggest reason that they won those Super Bowls. Without him, they don't win it. And it is possible that the lack of Super Bowls could be because of a quarterback. Even though it's true that Super Bowls are not a quarterback stat. All that really means is we need more information. And I've said that about other things, right? His Look at his playoff record. Look at this. Look at that. Okay, well, there's a difference between his personal stats and, you know, for example, like 2009. I mean, good Lord. The guy played out of his mind. The defense was a disaster. And we've seen those situations where the defense and the special teams completely crumble. So we know that there are situations that aren't necessarily his fault. But that's still not to say that he was completely blameless. That's not to say that in other years he wasn't responsible. That also isn't to say that his attitude didn't negatively impact things. Maybe there is, and and, and that's the thing, like, uh, Super Bowls are not a quarterback stat, but I have conceded that Tom Brady is the GOAT largely because of Super Bowls, and that seems contradictory, but it isn't. It's because he is the reason, and, and whatever that special sauce is that he has is what pushed that team to all those Super Bowl, not even just uh, appearances, but wins. You can lose a Super Bowl with a good quarterback. You can't win it with a bad one. And if you're winning Super Bowls, it's largely probably, if you're winning a lot of Super Bowls, it's probably to do with the court because it's the biggest factor, right? It might only be 40%, but it's by far the biggest factor. Might not even be that much. I don't know. But in terms of individual variables, not talking like defense, which is comprised of like 25 dudes. I mean, that in and of itself, trying to decide what's more important, a defense or, a you know, the, the 25 guys that comprise the defense or the uh, the one guy playing quarterback. I mean, it's a toss-up. So, yeah, that that is why I think Tom Brady has to be seen as the GOAT, as much as it pains me to say it, because it's just, it, there's no way that all of that was just a coincidence. We saw it. We watched him for all those years, and although you can't really quite understand it and the reason I, I downgraded him so much is because he wasn't as talented of a thrower but that's assuming the only thing that matters as a quarterback is is arm talent and I think that's the biggest difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers everything he was was arm talent but all the other things that make you a great quarterback a great leader a great everything else I don't know where he ranks in that category but it ain't as high as Tom Brady because even despite the lack of arm talent, and I'm not saying he had no arm talent, I'm just saying it wasn't on the tier of guys like Aaron Rodgers. Even despite that, he was more successful. And no, it was not just because of the team around him. He had some help, and he had a good coach, but then he picked up and left and went to another team and did it all over again. Well, he had hope there too. Oh, shut up. How many teams have had elite defenses haven't done jack squat? Don't even start. It's not just that. It's, it's him. It's freaking him. 
morning, Packy. Hey, Brandon. Everybody else, Packer Nation. I woke up early this morning, decided to go get some coffee, so I grabbed a shirt that turned out to be my merch from Packernet Draft Special. Hey. I put it on and three ounces is definitely a little large. <coughs> um, the wife asked me, she goes, why do you have a shirt with that kid from two and a half men's face on it? <laughs> I thought I'd throw that out into the ether. Apparently Tom Austin looks like that little shit from two and a half men. Oh. That's funny. Must be a win. The doppelganger's famous. At least him. All right. Let's see you guys later. It's funny because I never really watched that show, but I saw it enough, at least with the, all the commercials and everything else, to know exactly who you're talking about. And I don't want to look it up because then it's going to be like, nah, they don't actually look alike. Because in my mind now, yeah, dude. Yeah, I could see it. Hey, Pack Daddy. It's Brandon. Hey. <laughs> um, you keep telling us to call back in with the calls you skipped. I don't know what I called in about. Then I guess it wasn't really that important, so we don't need to worry about it. I'm... That's why I listen, so I can remember what I called in about. And it's like, you know, you sit on your hand, and then it gets numb, and, and there's like, feels like there's a stranger around, you know, and it's, you just, you don't remember, and it's just weird, and then it's kind of like, weirdly familiar, you know, and, but you don't really remember. No. It happens. No, I don't know. So, there's one call in particular I remember is I said that I really hoped that we would get two tight ends in the first three picks and we would run a lot of two tight end sets a la um, New England back when they had Gronk and the murderer mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so yeah that would be cool if they could do that in the draft um any thoughts? Yeah. Um, what else did you skip? See, I don't... See, this is the reason why that doesn't need to go back to the top of the list. And it's also why I skipped all these calls. Because that call, although it would have been great to be like, hey, he's, he called it. Um, you know, I mean, I can go back and find it to see if, if you called it and give you the credit for it if you want. But, um, yeah, we don't need to discuss my thoughts on whether they should draft two tight ends or whatever. Because they did. Remember, so... Maybe if you could just go ahead and play the calls that you skipped, so that way I'd know which ones you skipped, <laughs> and then I can come back and I can call back and then let you know. See, that's a perfect filter. If you don't even remember, it wasn't that important. So doesn't need to be uh, doesn't need to be put back in line. Which ones I would like you to talk about? Okay. You know, there's there's got to be a give and a take here. You know. I remember there were days where you didn't have calls and they're threatening and we're not going to get the Packard out after dark. And I it's need- not a threat, it's a reality. I can't put on a show if there's nobody calling. You need to hear that theme song, bud. So I'm going to call and you're going to have calls. And that's kind of the reason why you have calls is we don't want to not have calls. <laughs> Great. So let's not bitch about calls. It's a call show. Calls are calls. Good. Look, look. I don't know if you're joking or if you're actually upset, but but this is pretty straightforward. I don't need calls prior to the draft about speculation about what's going to happen in the draft after the draft already happened, right? 
Would that make any like the draft just happened? Everybody tuned in. Everybody's excited. Like, dude, the draft happened. And I'm like, all right, let's get into it. Here we go. Hey, Ryan, uh, just calling to say uh, what you think about maybe drafting Broderick Jones in the first round. I think he's a really good tackle. Does that make any sense? So I skipped it. I didn't skip it for fun. I didn't say, you know what? Screw these guys. Let's just dump a bunch of calls. The calls don't make any sense. And we have to fast forward. We got to move forward to the calls that are current because everybody wants to hear about the draft right after the draft. So I take the current calls. And if I go backwards, that doesn't make any sense because we got 20 calls coming in a day. So I'm not going backwards. They're getting skipped. So again, if you called in with something that was super profound and is evergreen, in other words, it's not irrelevant today because of all the things that we're talking about have already passed and we don't need to speculate on it then take that really awesome call and put it back in. And if you don't remember, then I guess it wasn't that important. So there you go. And we don't need to get all threatening, back and forth, give and take. Yeah, there, there is a give and take. You call, I give you a show. I'm as grateful to you for calling as you are for getting a show. And as I said to Garrett for getting all chippy, I'm going to do whatever I want. And if I feel like skipping calls just for fun, I'm going to skip calls just for fun. There's no negotiating. And there's certainly no threatening or shaming that's going to work because I don't care. I will pack up this show and just not do it anymore because I don't feel like it anymore because I'm going to do whatever I want. But just to be clear, this wasn't me doing whatever I want just because I felt like being a D-bag. Everything I did made perfect sense. And it was to make sure that we had a better show than a worse show because, again, for the 900th time, nobody wants to listen to calls that came in speculating about the draft prior to the draft after the draft was over. I don't know why it keeps getting calls about this. Again, if you're really, really proud of your calls, just call it back in. This is all just for fun. We're all just goofing around here. It doesn't need to be that serious. If I want to do them in reverse order, upside down order, if I want to play the calls backwards and try to see if AI can figure out what it is and respond to it, if I want my kids to answer all the calls, I'm going to do it because I feel like it. I'm pumping out two shows a day. And I'm getting to the point where it's becoming miserable but I do it out of obligation to the listeners. Full disclosure, there are some days this is not fun for me. I dread coming down here and having to do this because I want to do something else with my life for once. But this is what I do. So I'm not worried about give and take. I put out a show and you can take it or leave it. That's it. Bad and different, old or new. They're calls. And you're probably hearing this chime over and over again. I got a faulty charger, so it's like my phone's at 100%. And it stops charging. And now it's charging again. <clears throat> and now it's not charging. <clears throat> now it's charging again. <clears throat> Rico, I've got 30 seconds left. <clears throat> um, I agree with Thomas Austin on the whole call-in show. It's a call-in show. We run the show. So how about you just sit there and uh, you play our calls and uh, you react to our questions. And you don't skip our calls, and you hold yourself accountable. Not charging? Charging. Bye, bud. I'm like 48% sure you're joking, but you know for saying that I'm going to be skipping your calls, right? Not all of them, just the next one. I see that you called. uh, We got two from Unknown, then from JJ, then we got another one from Bramble. That one's getting skipped. All right? Okay. 
Hey, Ryan, this is Russ the Realist. Realist meaning not an idiot who's always optimistic and thinks the whole world is sunshine and rainbows and unicorn toots. Hmm. Not an alcoholic blubbering hoot liquor. <laughs> this is why I appreciate Total Access so much. He's not afraid to call it how it is and admit that Goog is in league with Mark Murphy. And they've completely failed to respect their star players and surround Aaron Rodgers with the help he needs. Anyways, I'm calling back in to address your point. This is the piss pack daddy off episode isn't it that's just what this is i can tell i can tell i'm just gonna breathe we're good about matt lafleur i do think you're absolutely right and although i'm still optimistic about most of what he does except for his field goal decisions i think most of the problem lies really with mark murphy well actually would be kind of a funny goal at some point like if you guys just i gotta put that discord together so you guys can jump in there but just conspire to put in a package of like 10 calls and it's all just stuff to just get me to freaking lose my mind. Frustrates me so much. Why does he care so much about the draft? I think this is a proof year for Matt. That maybe if we can get Jordan Love out of there and play Danny, he might really have a shot. He can really scoop. I'm sort of wearing two hats this year and rooting for... I thought you said realist as in like realistic. Not realist as in like the other thing. Did I get it wrong? I thought I thought the beginning of this was re- it says the realist realist meaning not an idiot who's always optimistic and thinks the whole world is sunshine. Well, I guess you said an idiot who in other words specifying a certain kind of idiot which doesn't rule out being an idiot. It just says that you're not that kind of idiot. So all right, so we'd be better off with Danny Etling than Jordan Love. All right. Any other takes Aaron and Devonte, but also the Packers because I live in Wisconsin. Anyways, I don't think you need to be so rude to me on the phone, but it's all good, and I appreciate the honesty. Like I said, I keep it realistic because I'm Russ the realist. I hope the Packers go 0-16 and draft Caleb Williams, unless Danny has a Pro Bowl year. I will laugh so hard at Mark McCarthy when Aaron, should I mean Mike Mark Murphy, when Aaron wins the Super Bowl with a real owner. Oh, and don't try to pretend you don't know that Kevin King was the second worst draft pick in history. Jordan Love was the worst. Kevin was the second worst. Tony Mandarich was third worst. So embarrassing that all top three are Packers. Anyways, I'll hang up now and listen. Go Pack I still go. can't figure out if you're joking or not. You're really good at this if you're messing with me. You're really, really good at this. I couldn't figure it out last... Like, last time it was so ridiculous. I'm like, he's 100% kidding. This time I can't tell. Because you, you did throw in a... What was it? A Mark McCarthy. So that one's like, all right. All right, so he he is goofing around because he knows it's not Mark McCarthy. But sometimes I do that, you know? But the Danny thing is, like, come on. But at the same time, wishing for Caleb Williams, that's somewhat, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't even, I mean, I don't want to go in 16, but look, there's two good outcomes here. One, Jordan Love is awesome. Two, if Jordan Love isn't awesome... He's so bad that we, we, we know to go in a different direction and, and get Caleb Williams. So that is sort of like the second best option. I can't figure it out. Like, I don't want to go on a tirade about somebody that's just goofing around, which is probably what Bramble's doing, and that's what Mr. Unknown is doing, because I can't change his name from anything else, because that's just what it says is unknown. And that's probably what Garrett was doing. I'm probably just in a bad mood, and I'm just taking jokes the wrong way. But I can't tell. Somebody help me. He's got another call, so let's let's see. Let's figure it out here. Hey, Ryan, Russ, the realist here. Hey, man. I write down. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Just the way he said that feels like he's goofing around. He came in a little hot there. But I want to save you 
before I call because my memory is a problem. Yep. But I, I forgot it. to write down that I need to know what you think about my plan to fix the Packers. All right, here we go. It really feels overly simplistic to me. We need to find the right owner. And maybe you have some ideas about who that could be if Ed Policy won't buy the team. This is really up to us, the fans, because we have shares and can give them to a savior owner and take over the team in this way. See, he's goofing around. He is joking. It just takes a grassroots effort among non-bootlickers. Fair <laughs> point about the Lions not making the playoffs yet. And maybe it shouldn't be someone who has to manage two teams. Who would you suggest? It needs to be someone from Wisconsin so they'll know what to do. Get rid of Jordan Love. Get rid of Kenny King. Trade for Devontae. Trade for Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Randall Cobb. We're good. And trade for TJ Watt. It's doable if we all come together. And we can keep Christian for his speed. Pokey, thanks. Go Pack Go. All right, the second call cleared it up. He's goofing around. Um, all right, what are we doing here? Let's see. Need to find the right owner. If Ed Policy won't buy the team, um, he can't. This is up to us, the fans, because we have shares. We can give them to the savior owner and take over the team. All right, so let's pretend that our shares could actually uh, carry any weight and we could give it to somebody. Who would, who would we want it legitimately if there could be one owner? What about Leroy Butler? I mean, he probably doesn't know anything about running a team. But if we're just talking about owners that, I mean, most owners don't know Jack anyways. I'd rather have Leroy Butler, who uh, is a former player and loves the team, loves football more than, you know, profit, maybe? Although there's a lot of profit in there. It could change people, you know what I mean? That's one vote. Uh, get rid of Jordan Love. Let's give him a year first. Get rid of uh, Kenny, you say Kenny King? Oh, is Kenny King your way of saying Kenny Clark is a bust like Kevin King was? Maybe that's why you're saying that. I can't. I can't. I don't know what's going on with this call. All right. What else we got? Trade for Devontae. He doesn't want to be here. Trade for Rodgers. He doesn't want to be here. And Randall Cobb is not good. Nor does... Well, maybe he wants to be here. I don't know. And trade for TJ Watt. Um, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I think he's I think he's content. And I don't think we can afford him. And don't not really a huge need pass rusher. But I understand you're still bitter about that. Um... It's if we could all come together and we can keep Christian for his speed. I think Google Mana got that wrong, but oh, what a whirlwind! All right, JJ, I don't, I don't, I don't think you've ever called in and annoyed me, but I just have a hunch you're going to, and I, I don't even know how that's possible, but I'm asking you not to. Come on, JJ, please help me out here. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Um, good question. Okay. Two things that kind of annoy me, oh, no. and I've just been thinking about them over the last day, and it kind of realized there were two things that were bothering me, and so okay. I thought, which one of these bothers me more? Yeah. I want to know which one bothers you more, because I think course. these two things are both really annoying. Of course. Not football-related. Okay. The one I thought of, because my wife and I were looking for a new show, and we were looking on Hulu, and... With uh, Howie Mandel is hosting this show called Bull Crap. Only it's not crap. Yeah. And didn't uh, Penn and Teller have a show called that? I think he's ripping off Penn and Teller. They had a show long, long, long time ago. It was on like YouTube before I think YouTube was even a thing. Um. Yeah, that was a good show. Anyway, sorry. You know, the whole point of the show is that you got to BS your way through and trick the other contestants. So then they're, the whole time they're trying to figure out if you're BSing or not. Mm-hmm. And, like, I made it 
through the end of the first episode, and that was enough for me because I just I found it so irritating when they were when the other contestants would explain why they knew that the person was BSing, but then it turned out that person actually wasn't BSing. Right. So I don't know. It just was bugging me because I was thinking about how much that would annoy me if somebody thought that I was BSing or lying and I wasn't. It's such a frustrating experience when someone's like, "Well, I, I can tell because you looked up and to the left, and that you know that means that you're right. you're lying or whatever." That was like a a thing for a long time. Like there was a science to it, like which direction you look, and then I, mean, I don't want to say it came out recently because it's, it's either been true or false since forever. But I, I did hear recently from people that are in that field, like, "Yeah, that's complete BS. That's never been a thing." Like, well. Nice theory, except that what I told you was true. <laughs> That's like item number one is someone trying to convince you that you're lying when you're not lying. I don't want to... <sighs> I'm trying to think of a scenario where that's happened. I think most of the time when people say I'm a liar is probably because I was. <laughs> um I mean, it sounds frustrating for sure. I'm just trying to think of like a recent example of that. I'm sure it happens on Twitter all the time, but you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not. I can't. Uh, but yeah, it sounds sounds miserable. I do it very often, but the the couple of times I have in my life, it was incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And then item number two is if someone's trying to like tell you that it's going to be okay when you're fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, hey, listen. It's okay. Uh, you know, don't worry about me. Okay, thanks. That wasn't. <laughs> no, no. Like, I, we're okay. You just take care of yourself. I am. You take care of yourself first. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. Do, do I seem agitated? I'm not agitated. I'm perfectly like this is Zen for me. I don't get more calm than I am right now. And if that comes across as agitated to you, I'm sorry. I this is my face. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Between those two things, which one is more annoying to you? Well, probably the second one, just because I can recall things like that happening. And usually it's not like, don't worry about us. Um, it's it's more like, you know, when when people assume that something bothered me and they're like, you're going to be okay. It's like, I, I get it. And and you don't want to overplay your hand, too, because it's like, then it's like, I'll like, oh, see, see how annoyed they are? It's like, I'm not annoyed at the situation. I'm annoyed at you. Leave me alone. I wasn't upset, and now I am. I also thought you were going to go on a different path of when people are saying, like, it's okay, and it clearly isn't. That's pretty annoying, too. Like, look, I, I, I understand that some people really like to be comforted and put your arm over, and, like, it's going to be, like, what I really want when I'm angry or sad or whatever is for everyone to leave me alone so I can work through some stuff. I need alone time. I don't want you to... You, you're not helping me with anything. I don't I don't understand why people actually like that, to be honest. I mean, I, you know, being comforted or whatever, okay, fine, you get a hug when you're sad, I guess, I don't know, but like, why does it make you feel good when people are like, oh, it's going to be okay, everything's going to be fine? They're just going through, like, note cards of what people say. It's like cliche comments. How does that help you? Like, as a rational human being, you know that what they're saying isn't true, and you know that the thing that's bothering you is true. So why is them lying to you with nice words making you feel happy? That's why I always got annoyed when people are being like, oh, you look like you lost weight. Well, if you didn't, that shouldn't make you feel good. Because they're just saying 
fake things that aren't true. Well, thank you. Why are you thinking them? Just put a little note in the back of your head that everything they say is a lie. You get a haircut. Oh, that looks so pretty. Yeah, you're lying. You don't like it. Leave me alone. Total your car. It's going to be fine. No. My car's ruined. That's not okay. You're going to be fine. Oh, I, I, I get that in the grand scheme of things I am, but I'm actually kind of just tired of uh, expending all this energy trying to converse with you right now. I'm pissed that my car is broken and it will never be fixed again. And I want to just be left alone in my anger. Can you manage that? Thank you. People just want to be lied to, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, I, I mean, the specifically as you laid it out, I, I don't think of a, can't think of a ton of scenarios like that. Aside from maybe some slight relief if um, somebody's going through something, they're like, oh, don't worry about me or whatever. And you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't even think about helping you. That's a good idea. But they said I didn't have to. So now I got to pretend I was going to and then be like, are you sure? Really? Uh, if you need me, man, just let me know. Because I'm here and I was totally going to help you. But if you don't, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is why I have two friends. All right, should we do Garrett's call? Let's do a Garrett. What's up, Garrett? Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Uh, I was taught at an early age to not let the sun go down on your anger. And uh, I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, you kind of touched a... Uh, sensitive spot that uh, most of us mailmen just kind of go postal as soon as we're made fun of so uh, just uh, just an FYI um, and it kind of brought up a, um, a movie that I once watched are you allowed to say go postal at this not, not, not just, just because isn't this whole thing about like you need to be more respectful to the postal service and then you just pulled out go postal Seems seems mildly disrespectful, Garrett. Uh, that was passed around in our office several, several years ago that you might find interesting and then understand a little bit more what it means to be a mailman. Uh, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say it was a horror. It was more like a, uh, a thriller or, you know, I don't know, a grindhouse kind of feel to it. But it has the character from everyone Everybody loves Raymond, uh, Brad Garrett, the older, taller brother. Yeah. And he plays a mailman, and he goes postal. So uh, just uh, Google Brad Garrett and look up movies that he's done. I'm sure that that one's going to come up uh, if you add uh, going postal in the title. So there's that part. And then uh, just for uh, Memorial Day, I just want to throw out to uh, everybody, remember what it's about. It's not about mattress sales. It's about remembering those who... Uh, served for our country and gave the ultimate sacrifice. I'm out. Uh, the life and tragic ending of Brad Gary. He's not dead, right? He's still around. Yeah, he's still going. And he's not as old as I thought. Well, yes, he is. He's 63. Why does it say he was born in 1980? Oh, maybe that's acting years or something. I was like, dang, he's only a little bit older than me. Anyways, Postal Worker starring Brad Garrett. Movie trailer, a.k.a. going postal. Saw the trailer of the movie. Looks a lot like the movies that, you know, you know who would like that if he hasn't seen it yet? Omar the Firefighter. I don't think there's any sort of horror elements to it necessarily, but I think it's, uh, it's got that like cheesy kind of gore element to it. Door slams and dude's leg just goes flopping with like blood splattering all over the place, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I hope you guys had a good uh, Memorial Day. Definitely not about mattress sales. You guys have a good rest of your night. I'm going to leave it at that. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.